Welcome to Create Your Edge, a marketing podcast. I'm your host, Brian Shilligo. Every month, we learn about the history of marketing, take an expert-led deep dive into an interesting new marketing topic, and have a little bit of fun. On today's episode, I'm joined by streaming TV specialist, I like to call him a guru, Jacob King. Jacob, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks. How are Thanks you? For, I'm doing fantastic. Nobody ever asked me, but I appreciate it this time. <laughs> Nobody asked how I'm doing. Uh, no, I'm doing great. Uh, I think we're going to have an interesting topic here to talk about. What we're going to be talking about here in just a few minutes is a, a really cool, exciting new tool that gives companies uh, their very own custom streaming platform, which is really exciting. But first... We're going to learn about what happened this week in marketing history. Today, when if you're listening to this when the episode came out, is June 15th. And this week in 1955, Tim Berners-Lee was born in London, England. Jacob, do you know who Tim Berners-Lee is? I don't. You don't. Well, you're about to find out. Strap in. All right. <laughs> Tim Berners-Lee is an engineer and computer scientist. Uh, he's most well known for inventing the World Wide Web. It wasn't Al Gore. Despite popular belief, but <laughs> I had a feeling it would with today's topic, it was something along those lines. Yeah, so, yeah. It turns on. out he was born uh, this week uh, when we were supposed to record last week. He was born on the day we were supposed to record. <laughs> right on. Right <laughs> we on. just shifted it a little bit. Uh, in 1989, while working at CERN, which most people are familiar with CERN, thanks to the Large Hadron Collider, uh, which was of much in the news cycle quite a bit uh, a couple years ago. Berners-Lee proposed a project that would combine the concept of hypertext, which if you've clicked around on Wikipedia or any other sort of web browsing or uh, website, you know what hypertext is, which is text displayed on a computer that hyperlinks to other text that is immediately accessible. And he combined hypertext with the internet, and this idea was the genesis of the World Wide Web. Tim Berners-Lee would go on to publish the very first website ever on December 20th, 1990. So that was when the internet or the web, the World Wide Web was truly born. So there Fantastic. you go. Learned a little bit. But now we're going to learn even more and get to our main discussion and talk about streaming apps. All right, Jacob, the reason we have you here. What, what is your official title? Streaming TV specialist. Again, I prefer guru, but... The powers that be said you're a TV streaming specialist. But uh, so we have these new uh, we have a new service that we're providing. It's really exciting. It just started. Uh, it was kind of a, a it kind of spawned from the coronavirus uh, lockdown. <laughs> is kind of where this started from. Uh, and we kind of came up with this this idea that we do like we can provide a streaming platform for companies to put their videos out there uh, in front of viewers. Um, and we're going to talk about what that service is and uh, what it does. So first things first, what, are, what is a streaming app? If somebody comes to us, what can they expect? What is that streaming app going to do for them? Definitely. So uh, up front, a streaming app is essentially going to be your own channel on uh, the, the streaming device or platform that you prefer. Uh, the major three right now are Roku, Fire TV, and uh, Apple TV. Mm -hmm. There's various ways you may have one of those devices. One of those devices might be built into your TV. Um, but anyway... Yeah, my smart TV has a, a, a Roku built into exactly, it. Exactly, exactly. So um, basically, when you go to your Roku or your Fire or Apple, you're able to install channels that provide content for you. Netflix, Hulu, mm -hmm. YouTube, Twitch, all of those are great examples. Yep. Um, they do different things. What we are providing is an opportunity for our clients to put their content exclusively on their own channel uh, that they're 
potential customers or or clients, depending, uh, yeah. could then go to and and have a one stop shop for everything that that company has to offer. Uh, it's it's fantastic. It it basically takes away all the distractions uh, that a lot of websites or or other streaming platforms have, uh, mm-hmm. and it just puts everything right in front of your customer exactly where they need it. Awesome, awesome. That's really exciting. Um, so I think one thing that the best way to kind of Short, like sh- in a short explanation, sell this and explain this to people is that it's basically like Netflix exactly. for your business. Exactly. If you if you know what Netflix is, you can comprehend what this is and what this is doing. This is just filling all of the video content that you may have in your in your very own Netflix, quote unquote. Perfect. Um, and it also integrates with. We have a system here at Creative Edge called the Edge. Uh, and uh, we integrate that uh, to that system with the new app system that we're developing. How does that kind of work roughly? Or what, what, what is the, the benefit of that? Right. So the big two industries where we've kind of already started to experiment and, and really get find success has been with real estate and uh, churches. Yeah. Uh, and so what we've been able to find is through our pre-existing system, The Edge, uh, which we use to create and distribute video content for our clients, uh, we've been able to integrate that directly with our app platform. So through The Edge, we can populate any kind of a video uh, and then send that directly to your app so that it's it's live almost immediately, um, which is a great thing for our clients because uh, you have this video content, you're ready for it to be live, you want it to be live. You don't want to sit around and wait for it to you know pass through all these right. channels or, or however. Um, another great thing is for like our real estate clients is that those are pulling straight from MLS. Yeah. So uh, if you submit an order through our system, and then all of a sudden you have the listing ready to go on YouTube. You can send the link directly. Uh, You have the video file, or you now have it on the app. Um, So this really just built upon something that we were already doing, and I think it's a great opportunity for for our clients. Yeah, I I agree. And to kind of distill it down, specifically for like our real estate clients who who have probably utilized the edge the most, um, is that, so you're already, when when you work with us and use the edge, the edge generates the listing videos that our real estate uh, clients get for each of their listings in in any given market. And so basically what we'll be doing now is that the app will be, we're we're, we're still doing the exact same thing. We're generating the listing videos from your, your content that you provide the pictures uh, and that sort of thing, the scripts. And then we'll take those videos and seamlessly and immediately integrate that right into the app. You don't even have to do anything. Is that correct? Basically, yep. Yep. And there's still a few things we're working on, a few roadmaps that we have yeah. to kind of make things more flawless. You know, we're like you said, this we had started uh, doing a lot of research and development actually before COVID. This right. is something that we had kind of had our eyes on for a while. Um, COVID obviously accelerated, accelerated. the yeah. timeline dramatically yeah. Yeah. Uh, because uh, we went from having something that we thought was a very unique and a very unexplored idea um, it became an immediate necessity almost overnight yeah. for especially churches. Uh, like I said, that's one of the clients or one of the industries that we've really um, found success in. And, and that's because of the immediacy that uh, that COVID has brought about. So you mentioned churches and real estate. Uh, I kind of want to shift a little bit to who else. Are, w- those are two of the main ones that we're working with right now because we had a built-in client base of real estate companies that we worked with. And we knew with COVID that uh, churches needed a streaming platform, a lot of them. So those were kind of the first ones we hit. But who else could this app be for in the future if the if somebody's listening to this and they're like, well, okay, I don't have, I, you know, I'm not part of a church or I'm not a real estate company, there's probably a, potentially other options. So where do you think you could see this going? Definitely. Um, and I'm glad we hit on the edge because that really kind of parlays into any inventory-based sector could utilize or could benefit from both the edge and our streaming apps. Um, some of the ones that we've already kind of started looking into is automotive, uh, hard, yeah. um, heavy machinery is the other one. Um, anything that really deals with inventory uh, could really benefit from, like I said, both the edge and then a streaming platform. 
One of the industries that we are currently getting into right now is higher education. Yeah. Uh, another one that kind of got hit by the COVID and, and became more of an immediacy versus a um, maybe a desire. Yeah. And so higher education is really starting to have to pivot and really start to look at more uh, virtual options, um, especially for people who are out of state. Yeah. You know, if you live in the town where your university is, it's not that big of a deal. But for people that may normally have been traveling six, seven, eight hours to tour a campus with COVID and everything else, that may not be um, that may not be reasonable. It yeah. may not be likely. Uh, so a lot of these universities and, and higher education institutions are looking for ways that they can get in front of prospective students uh, with everything going on. Yeah, and I, that was something I remember early in the process. That was one that, to me, that I thought made a lot of sense was universities because I know if you're looking at a university and you're thinking about, okay, I want to know what their dorms look like, what's the what's the social life like like the, there, what's and so we've already started with the first app that we've sort of uh, been workshopping um, and putting together. It's Previously, when you wanted to find all that stuff out, you would go to the website. You'd have to go to a million different parts of the website. Like, okay, so I can look, go to the dorm section. I can find the dorm videos, maybe. But then now I got, now I want to know about the athletics. I got to go somewhere else. Blah blah. blah. With the app, you literally you download the app, um, whatever university or, or educational institution it is, um, and then immediately you click right through it, and it's as easy as could be. I, I've looked at the one that we've made already. And the first thing that pops up is like student or academics. So immediately I can look at, okay, what different programs do they offer? Uh, and then you get a little three, four, five minute video about that program. Um, and then you click over dorms. I can get a tour of every single dorm on campus. And it's, uh, oh, I want to look at the athletics. What are their teams like? What, what different sports do they offer? Boom. Oh, social life. These are all the, the Greek life, all that sort of stuff. It's all in one place. I Like I said, when I was clicking through the app that we've uh, already produced for uh, a local university, I was blown away by how much easier it was to see everything I wanted, what, that I would want to see without having to like spend 30 or 40 minutes on a website. So that's something that we really strive for. Um, with higher education, I really see just limitless potential. Yeah. I mean, like you were saying, um, for a prospective student, you may be looking at multiple universities. You may be just looking for one specific thing. You may be looking for everything. Yeah. Um, something that I remember vividly was when I got my acceptance letter, every day afterwards, I was going to the YouTube page of that university, just looking like, oh, is there any new content out? Yeah. Like, I just want to watch. I just want to feel engrossed in the university right. uh, because I'm so excited to go there. And so if this had been around when I, when I was at that time in my life, I would have been on this app all the time. Yeah, Everyone's not like me, but at the same right. time, there's going to be a lot of people, especially like that senior of high school range mm -hmm, where mm -hmm. they are dying to get to college. Yeah. And so those people especially. Um, and something else I had even kind of thought about, it's easy for a prospective student to get on their computer and look at all this stuff, but who are you really trying to sell once you've decided on exactly. a college? Your parents. parents. What's the best way to do that? Download the app, show them the videos, say, look at this, look at that, You know, look at this teacher. Um, there's really just a ton you can do. And that's really only paying attention to prospective students. Yeah. Something that else that we've kind of started diving into, you start getting into accounts um, and you can have you know, where the student, uh, a current student could log in with their student information and all of a sudden you have live sporting events that are being streamed, cultural arts events. You may have a backlog or an archive of lectures and and all kinds of different things, you know, that the university could utilize, yeah. uh, utilize this tool for. Yeah. I think even, yeah, like current students and, and alumni, I even have, I see potential uses there. It just, it seems endless to me and sort of limitless, the amount of applications a custom personalized streaming app for something like a university could have. To me, it looks like it seems like the sky's the limit. And even from our very sort of first steps we've taken into this, I'm already blown away by what we've been able to accomplish. And I'm, I think uh, universities are going to be really excited about where this technology goes. I agree. Soon. And I'll even say, like, I was a little bit 
um, unsure at first because, you know, coming out of the university system, I was like, well, is this something they could really utilize? You know, how, where would, where would it play in? But the more and the more you spend thinking on it and working on it and then seeing the results, yeah. seeing the results really sold me on it as well. It's like, oh my gosh, if, if we can do this with just a short amount of time and just a few resources, you know, if we have the whole university, you know, and their guidelines and what they're looking for. I mean, this, the sky is the limit for sure. Yeah. I will say that it's not necessarily limited to, you know, we've mentioned specifically, uh, churches, real estate, universities, uh, higher education, anything like that. Inventory, uh, inventory sales and that sort yeah. of thing. Um, but I think anybody, if you produce video content, you're potentially uh, this you could benefit from having your own app potentially oh for sure i mean creative edge you know when we were getting all of this started the first thing we did was build ourselves an app yeah. because that's how we're going to learn is by yeah. is by doing it for ourselves and you know we were the best you know, we were the best guinea pig, essentially. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and immediately it was like we got in the creative edge up. And it's like, I work here. I make these videos. Yeah. But yet I'm still sitting there in my living room clicking through, clicking through every single video being like, this is the coolest thing. Like, yeah. you know, and, and we're just a marketing company. There's, you know, a million different companies that could anybody that puts any kind of resources into producing video or yeah. having video produced should be looking at another way to get the, that video in front of their customers. And, and just even spitballing now thinking about it, even even if you're, you're produ only producing internal video content, if you're a large enough company that has employees that you put uh, training and material in front of or anything, anything, you know, along those lines where it's internal video produced for employees, you give them and they download the app. It's all right there. And it's as straightforward as can be. It seems. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, ironically enough, actually, my job before this was as a home theater salesman in, at Best Buy. Um, so all I did was sell smart TVs and Roku devices. Yeah. And yeah. so it, it was very ironic for me when I when I started doing this kind of stuff. Um, but that that's for sure. I mean, all of the training videos that you watch as, as a Best Buy employee or, yep. or, or whatever, you know, any sales position, any kind of job, especially entry level, has all kinds of videos that they make you watch. And, you know, so so having something like this would be, would yeah. be fantastic. It would for be sure. fantastic. Awesome. So we've talked about like churches and other people that offer streaming services a lot of times through their website, sometimes through Facebook, other uh, YouTube, other things like that. Why, why should somebody who already offers streaming or video through another platform consider an app? Like what makes the app special, I guess? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, the big thing that we found with the app uh, is number one, there's no ads unless you decide unless you to, them, yeah. to put ads on the app. Uh, but in in terms of like other streaming services, the big one that we kind of point to is YouTube. When you go to YouTube, you may be looking for a specific video, but once you find that video, where you go next is basically decided by YouTube. Yeah. You know, they're gonna decide what ads play before your video. They're gonna decide what appears in the sidebar of the of the uh, of the video. You know, they're gonna decide what the autoplay plays next. Yeah. So and it might not be one of your videos. In it fact, may, it probably won't be. It one probably of your won't videos. be one of your videos. And you know, for a lot of people that are in maybe a school or a work environment, it may not be an appropriate video. That's true. Yeah. I know how many times I sat in a classroom and we watched one video and then the next video after we were like, well, I hope they turn that off before yeah. it starts. Yeah. Especially we were talking about churches earlier. If you expect your youth programming and that sort of thing, all of a sudden they're spiraling off into yeah. who knows where. Down yeah. the YouTube rabbit hole. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And so, and not to, to diss YouTube. I mean, I think it's, a, it's an incredible platform yeah. and it should still be utilized. This, yes, yes, the streaming absolutely. app is not a replacement for YouTube no. and I at no point claim for it to be. Uh, but that being said, it does allow you to put some, put your content somewhere where you control the ads. You control what else is around. Yeah. Um, and it's completely curated by you uh, and, the, and your company. So yeah. you don't have to worry about it being in someone else's hands. Yeah. 
Um, also, there's no competition on your ad, which we kind of just talked about, but you're not they're not getting recommended somewhere else, and that's going to sort of instantly increase your market share for the people you're, you're, you're showing this content to, um, but it's also going to make sure you're maintaining them and not losing them to other similar services. <laughs> right. It's funny you say that. Uh, the univer- When we talked to the university, they had actually mentioned that they turn ads off on their YouTube channel because they don't want... The, the generic university yeah. search that led you to their video yeah. to then promote an ad for a different university. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which is totally feasible, totally feasible. Yeah. So that could definitely happen. And with this, you don't have to worry about that at all. Another thing that we kind of talked about and what's a, a big part of it is that since we're building the apps um, for our clients is that uh, we can personalize it to what they want, right? Correct. Yeah. Most of the app is completely customizable. I mean, the images, the designs we use, there are a few things that are that are kind of set in stone, but 99% of the app is completely customizable. Uh, and then even once the app is built, we're still able to do a lot of customizing with it. Uh, we're able to change out playlists and videos and, and all kinds of things. So um, I don't want to get too much into the weeds, but right. we have a lot of flexibility when it comes to once the app is live and it's in front of your customers, if you want to make changes, if you want to create new um, genres or, or whatever, yeah. it's totally doable. Yeah. And, and one of the ways we kind of do that with real estate it, that personalizes it specifically for the needs of real estate is that we have playlists within. So on our real estate apps, there's obviously listings that are brand new. There's uh, all of the listings they have. There's a bunch of different playlists on, on a real estate app. One of those playlists is all of their listings. But when you go within that playlist, there are separate playlists that split up all of their listings by price range, which is a very specific and unique thing that people looking for a house are going to want because they know how much money they can spend and we can categorize those videos together for them. Exactly. And that's the big one that a lot of people, a lot of real estate clients want. They want to be able to to separate by price. Another one that we found is uh, geographically. So for some uh, brokerages, they may have multiple counties that they work with. And so they may want their listings separated by county or by state or, you know, because different states have different real estate laws. So there's all kinds of stuff that we have to consider for our current clients. But there's that opens us up to be flexible and customizable with our future clients. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so we talked about uh, obviously produced video content. The app allows you to to utilize any sort of videos you produce, but we also can live stream through the apps. Is that correct? Yep, yep. Live streaming is totally possible. We've done a lot of testing with some of our church clients, and and we've been able to live stream their services. So it, it's been great, um, and that's something that we hope to continue on, especially as we get into like higher education and some of the other uh, fields that maybe lend themselves more to streaming. Yeah. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And the, the the good thing is you have your live streaming and your um, produced content in one spot in that regards. Exactly. Or sometimes you might have your live streaming on one platform and your produced content on another platform. Boom. Exactly. And you can now then what we can do is you can have your archived plat, uh, your archived content. You can have your live content. And then once that live content is over, we can immediately add it to the archived content. So everything from, you know, top to bottom is in one spot completely for you. Uh, And I think the last thing we kind of want to touch on is that when you have an app like this, and one of the other venues we're kind of exploring is cities and that sort of thing. If you're you're a a town and you want an app for your town, because lots of towns uh, have video content that they produce, um, you become, when you have an app like this, you become the go-to hub for your community. Yeah, that's something that we're really excited about and we think could really, really do well. Uh, When you have communities like that, which are, you know, very strong and, and they do a lot together, they all help each other out. So yeah. so maybe the local chamber of commerce has videos that they've produced and, and all kinds of stuff like that. If you have an app, you now open yourself up to 
every other, every business in the community, every, everybody, yeah. you know, maybe they want to have a video produced. Maybe they want to sponsor something, you know, everything is then tied back into it. And you, like you said, you become the hub of that community. So around here, we do like a first Friday, you know, it could, it, for this area, we could do something where they has videos promoting first Friday, it, all kinds of stuff. If the idea of an app for your business or your church or your town sounds interesting, if you've been listening and, and thinking that you could use something like this, your university, what have you, uh, you can reach out to us at the video experts at creativeedge.tv. Uh, contact us and we can get started going down that process. Even if you're not one of the things that we've listed today, reach out and see if there's a, a way we can start moving forward with you and find a way to create an app for your specific need um, because chances are we can. We've already expanded this so much in such a short amount of time. We started with our own app, then we moved to a real estate app, and then now all of a sudden we're doing universities and churches. And I think, uh, it, like we mentioned throughout the course of the last 15, 20 minutes of discussion, truly the sky's the limit with this. So even if you think potentially this sounds interesting, but we haven't talked about your specific business or, or niche of a, of the market, reach out and we'll see if there's actually something we can do for you. Yeah, especially. I would just like to reiterate that any video content that you or your business may produce could fit into an app. Yeah. So if even if you are on the fence and you think, I don't know if this is for me, if you are even interested in the slightest. Yeah. Reach out and we'll see what we can do. Yeah. We'll put something together for you and see if you even like how it looks, if it, if it even looks like something you might enjoy. Yeah. Because all the information that we receive just helps us help our clients even yeah. more. So, I mean, we we definitely are open to to trying and figuring out, you know, your specific need. Yeah, and we don't have any contracts currently with the way that any of this works. So, and, and this would just be an exploratory, you know, like we like Jacob said, it just reach out uh, and we we would love to start working with you and finding how we can make an app that will make your company better, your church better. Uh, your community better. I, and I think, uh, I think we can do that for you. That's it for the main discussion. Excellent job, Jacob. You are such a guru of the app. Uh, we're going to get into our next segment. Uh, it's real, real short, real quick. It's called Name the Noise. In this segment, I'm going to play a short audio clip that is related to marketing or the history of marketing in some way. I interpret that very loosely, I'll say. But <laughs> uh, last week's uh, episode, we had this noise. Jacob, I'm going to see if you know what it is. <coughs> Do you know what that sound is? It's not just man screaming. Yeah. Um, I'll play it one more time for you. <coughs> is it... Uh... Is that from Star Wars when he falls in the pit? It is, nice. but it's not only from Star Wars when he falls in his pit. It's, that a, is, it's a stock audio, yes, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah, and I'm gonna, okay. I got to give a shout out to Julie uh, for nailing this answer. Uh, she just recently we rewatched all the Star Wars movies, uh, which is a great place if you want to recognize this sound. Uh, it is the Wilhelm scream is the name of the sound effect. It's a stock sound effect of a man screaming that has been used over 440 times wow. in films and TV shows uh, as of April of this year. Wow. Um, it's named after a private Wilhelm from the 1953 Western, The Charge at Feather River. Um, that actually wasn't the first time it was used. That's just where it became famous. It was used in a movie a couple years before that. But the character is shot and falls off a horse, and this sound effect was used. It became super popular, though, because of Star Wars, Indiana Jones, uh, and there are uh, quite a few Disney movies that used it as well. So Okay, right on. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a very famous sound effect. Is, so is the Foley just somebody screaming? Yep. Okay. I, I, from what I understand, it's just a guy going, Aah! Okay. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, it's been used in every single Star Wars film. But uh, really, a I bunch of other I didn't ones. know that. At once, at least once in every single Star Wars film. Oh, right yes. on, right on. 
Uh, they're slightly, they'll sometimes they'll morph it a little bit or do something sure. to it, but they've used it in every single one. The one that's probably most famous is when the guy falls into the Sarlacc pit in Return of the Jedi. Yeah, that's that's yeah. what I, that's what immediately came to my head <laughs> yeah. whenever I heard the sound. I was like, I think that's what it is. Yes, that is what it is. All right, uh, here's our next sound. You're going to hear a clip of a man talking. Uh, your job is to guess who the man is and what he is talking about. It's kind of tough. I'm hoping I've occluded enough of the clip to make that not completely impossible, but we shall see. Here's the next clip. I needed a more permanent form of storage and so the only more permanent form of digital storage I had available to me at the time was a digital cassette. It took about 23 seconds to record and the tape would hold 30 somethings. A number I chose by the way to be conveniently between 24 and 36. See the key I think when you're putting across an idea is you have to understand the culture you're dealing with first and foremost, and put everything very much like the culture's used to, and then put your idea, only the essential elements of your idea out there, so that it doesn't get confused with things that might complicate the concept. All right, Uh, I'll give everybody a little hint. It is an inventor, and he's talking about his invention. But what inventor and what invention is your is your quest on this week's episode? So I had to replace one of his words with one of my I had to dub over a word because it would have given it away very quickly um, with what he said. So but that's it for uh, Name the Noise. If you want to submit your answer, you can just go follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Uh, find the post uh, for this episode and write your answer down below. We'll reveal what the sound is in the next episode. In future episodes, we want your questions. If there's something you want to ask us, check on our social media for upcoming show topics. Uh, Submit your questions. It doesn't have to be about any specific topic. If you have questions, you can email us at thevideoexperts at creativeedge.tv. Just put podcast question in the subject or something like that, and we'll find it uh, and get that on here. Uh, If you have a question about the app or anything like that or or about uh, just anything to do with marketing, submit those questions, and our future experts will answer them. But now it's time for the game portion of the show. Are you ready, Jacob? I am ready. We have to go get you a competitor. I'll be right back. We're back, and we're joined by Julie Offenberg. What's your title, Julie? Director of Real Estate. (laughs) There you go. And she knew that on the first try. Well done, Jacob. <laughs> welcome back. You're still here. That's and we are. We back are. Back like met. I never left. Yeah, because you didn't. All right. So this is the game portion of the show. We're gonna play a game called Product Pitch. In this game, I give e- I gave each of you six cards. Each of those have one word on them. You're going to take from those cards. You can flip them over now, Julie, and look at the the, the word side. You're gonna take two of those six words and combine them to create a product. What you're gonna then sell that product to me, the the customer, but I'm not me uh, in this instance. I'm not just uh, podcast host Brian. I am a rock star. So you're creating a product for a rock star from two of those words, and then you're gonna each have 30 to 60 seconds to sell (laughs) me that product to do your best marketing pitch, uh, and then I will determine who was most successful and uh, uh, give you the W. Julie, you seem like you're having trouble. These words are so... None of them are related in any way. That's the fun. That's half the fun. I know. You'll I'm, realize, just, I'm stressed. You'll, you'll realize what I mean in a second, but my cards are the plot to Monsters Incorporated. I think you oh. should go first. No, I think you should go no, first. No, I don't know. Well, hold You're on. You're a rock star, right? I'm a rock star. Um, okay. And now, so keep in mind, in last episode with uh, Conrad and Justin, I believe one of their products was Powder Dog. 
So, right. like, it doesn't have to make a lot of sense. Yeah, no. It makes <laughs> as much sense as uh, you make it okay. make. Okay, okay, but can you go first? <laughs> yeah, okay. All right, Jacob, you ready? All right, so you're a rock star. Yes. You have the best audio equipment in the world. Always. Always. But what you don't have is the scream machine. The scream machine? The oh, scream my goodness. Machine. I'm on oh, board. Oh, I love that. I get it. Monsters Inc. <laughs> okay, hold on. I'll just show you. This was the other card I have. This is literally the entire plot of the movie. What was the other one? Giggle. Giggle. Oh. So it's the entire plot of the movie. There you go. Uh, so anyway. Aww. Scream machine. The scream machine. What this is going to do as you're screaming into the microphone. Which I do all the time. Yeah, because you're a screamer. Yep. You. It takes the waves of your scream and emits it to the entire crowd and it makes them feel viscerally your scream. <laughs> so it's like it's like the world's best like uh, amplifier right. essentially. It's like an wow. amplifier for the earth. So yeah, I like that. Amplifier for the earth is a good product tagline. I forgot to mention that if you come up with a tagline for your product yeah. bonus points. Amplifier for the earth. That's pretty good. Yeah. No one can <laughs> beat the sip it scarf. Suck it scarf. <laughs> Suck it scarf. What Suck a, it scarf. Yeah. Only long-time listeners will know that. <laughs> you listen to a long-time first time. Julie, do you have oh, a product? Um, well, maybe. As a, as a rock star, yes. you are always looking for new crazy ways to improve your stage presence. You know, Absolutely. Because like, the performance is, is, half the thi- is half the game. Like, I would say all the game, even. Yeah, you know, yeah. who cares if you can sing? You just, as long as it looks cool, yep. right? Okay, I agree. so what you need is the lava leash. All right, I color me intrigued. So, <laughs> so what is this thing? So, uh, this this is like um, I'm picturing something like a almost like like Indiana Jones whip, but it's like made of like fire. Okay, okay, kind of like in like Avatar, the Firebenders, they can do. Yeah. So like you're on stage, or like in Lord of the this. Rings, the uh, the Balrogs. You're yeah, 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 describing yeah, yeah. an item in old school RuneScape. Sorry. Oh, there you go. Wow, we're such nerds. Okay. There's literally a whip so, <laughs> that you can make lava theme. So, you know, you're on stage. It just it just really will, like, increase your stage presence, get people's attention. Because, you know, people, we've seen the fire, like, on the sides of the stage. Yeah, boring. Boo. And down Old, the front. No, but lame. now you are in control of the fire. I, I do leash. like the lava, if the lava leash. I feel like leash implies something's in the other end of it, but well, I feel bad those for were the words. Those were the words I was given. So <laughs> Well, you were also given four do. other words, but <laughs> Well, how about lava tongue leg traffic broom? Lava tongue sounds leash. pretty okay. intense. <laughs> you gotta one up well. kiss. Say uh, the long tongue Gene is cool Simmons. kiss. Gene Simmons would have killed for a lava tongue. That's yeah, all that's, I'm a, that's a next level. But no, I do like the lava leash. That was a uh, that I I, I, inter- I, I see the, where you're going. Alliter- with it. The alliteration, you know, lava that is leash that is. is you know, um, do you got a tagline? Good. Anything? Um, no. <laughs> the tagline is just Sorry. no. No. <laughs> lava leash. No. no. <laughs> we shouldn't be allowed to sell this. Okay. It's very dangerous. <laughs> By the boring company. You so, have to sign a waiver before you buy it. I'm going to have to give this one to the Scream Machine. Yeah, that's fair. That's <laughs> Mainly because you said you approved of it immediately when he when it's he pitched so it. It's so good. Like, <laughs> it's good. It, it just makes sense in this situation. It does make sense. Uh, like, I... It's I, not fair. It was an easy dub. As, as soon as I looked at my card, I was like, ah, good game. Good game. Yeah. Wow. I didn't wow. mean, I didn't know that I had, you know, that I had given somebody that I was going to be, I just randomly pulled cards. So I do apologize that he got Scream Machine for a rock star. It's but, okay. <laughs> it's okay. But that's how, them's how the cards okay. fall. 
Anyways, <laughs> thank you for joining us, Julie. I'm going to go to the casino after work. <laughs> uh, excellent job uh, and, and very gracious in defeat. Um, but you'll be joining yeah. us again in a future episode, and you'll oh. maybe get to defend your... Mm. Maybe not defend your... Restore my honor? Restore your honor. That's what I was looking for. All right. Let's go ahead and wrap this thing up. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Create Your Edge. Come back next month when I'll be joined by a new expert to break down another marketing topic. Until that time, remember to get out of the damn box and go be extraordinary. Create Your Edge is a production of Creative Edge Incorporated, a full-service marketing company headquartered in Cape Girardeau, Missouri. Remember to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or anywhere else you're enjoying our show. You can also stay in touch through Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Just search for Creative Edge in Cape Girardeau, Missouri.